0: I just want to just say thank you for the opportunity to be here this morning. Wasn't that good worship? Man. I just prophetically I just want to say this. I felt like you're about to break into a new season of worship. And let me just say this: worship doesn't start from up here. Worship starts from you. A heart of worship to stir in you that says, we're coming into his courts today. I don't care if they're playing Mary had a little lamb. We're coming into his courts today. There's a, there's a resolve that begins to happen in God's people that says we're hungering for him. We're hungering for his courts. And as I just begin to worship with you, which I want to say it's a great honor just to get to worship with God's people all around the world. And as you begin to feel that, you can sense God is stirring something in this place today today. Just says, "I want you want more of me. I'll teach you who I am. I'll teach you who I am." And God's been just having us on an amazing journey um, in our house of worship. And my wife is actually there. What time is it? They are in pre-service prayer right now, which means they're rocking out. And um, and God has just totally revolutionized our idea of what worship is to look like. Um, it's not songs. It's expression of love to him. And and it's really beginning to just reformulate everything because there's no formula for being in his presence. And so I have a few of our CDs out there. My wife wrote all these songs. Um, To say that I'm proud of her would be the most minimal statement I could say. To watch God take her on a journey of writing songs in his presence and being able to express who we are in His presence has just been a wonderful time. So if you're interested in one of those, maybe you can pick those up. Also, I have a, I have a, a little test going with my dad and I have a few of his books back there. If you'd like to buy one of those, um, we sold a bunch of them on Friday night, but we'd like to sell a few more. I'm trying to convince him that it's worth reprinting and selling all over the world. And so if you could help me be part of that, that would be amazing this morning. Now... I have an interesting thing. Um, I'm following my dad and my brother up here. How many have ever been to Baskin Robbins? Y'all have a Baskin Robbins here? We have a Baskin Robbins in San Marcos. And one of the things they say is they, their old saying was they had 31 flavors. I know the kingdom is a lot like Baskin Robbins. It's got a whole lot of flavors. They're all ice cream, but there are a lot of different flavors in that. And I am my own Flavor. I'm different than my dad. He's a pure preacher teacher. I'm different than my brother. He's a comedian. You say, well, what are you? I I don't know if I have a title, but I know this. I'm hungry. I'm hungry for the fresh word of the Lord. I'm hungry to see what God wants to do. I'm hungry for revival. I'm talking about the kind of revival they write books about. The kind of revival that, that means you are doing the stuff, not just me. The kind of revival that a whole community of believers grabs hold of something and sees entire states and nations transformed. I'm tired of reading, reading about the Welsh revival and hoping one day we might sense a sense of that. When, I, when the Lord told me, he said, quit praying like that. That's your destiny. It's your destiny to affect nations. It's your destiny to win nations. And God just told me, quit praying small. Quit thinking, like, if we can just build a nice little church, that's good enough. God told me, that will be the least of your success. And I just want to say in here today, God wants to stir in you something so passionate for something more in Him today. So I'm just going to start right where God told me to start today, okay? And we're going to see where we get. Is that fair? All right, so if you want to turn with me to Acts 10. 33, while you're turning, I'll tell you one more thing. I told Pastor Todd, I said, I'm glad we're not preaching in the old building. And mainly because we wouldn't fit. But there was another reason. Because that would have been building number six that I've preached in that I've also been spanked in. (laughs) I told the Lord, you have a sense of humor. So I'm glad we're in a new building. I'm not six for six now. Um, who knows, the Lord might just come down and spank me today and let me know. You're never too big, you know? So, okay, Acts ten Let's just get a little bit of the setting. Peter is laying before the Lord. The Lord shows him a, a sheet with all these things on it. It says, go, rise, kill, and eat. What he was actually saying is, I'm about to redefine your whole definition of what the kingdom looks like. God sends an angel to Cornelius. They send a man to go get Peter. Peter comes back to the house of Cornelius. And they're waiting desperately to hear what God has to say. How many of you came in this morning desperate to hear what God has to say? We actually can learn something from this group of people. And, and and I'm going to read from 30, but I think, so Acts 10:30. if you want to throw that up there. Cornelius answered, four days ago, I was in my house praying at this hour. At three in the afternoon, suddenly a man in shining clothes stood before me and said, Cornelius, God has heard your prayer, remembered your gifts to the poor. Send a Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He is a guest in the home of Simon the Tanner, who lives by the sea. So I sent for you immediately, and it was good of you to come. Now we are all here in the presence of God. Let's just say that again. Now we are all here in the presence of God to listen to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. And I, I, as I was, I was just actually, I was in California last week. I was at a conference. I was sitting in the session, and the Lord spoke this verse to me about this church. And he said, I want you to start right there. And, and he began to show me, he said, I am so increasing what I'm wanting to do among you and my presence, my manifest presence. And I, want you, and, and I want you to understand that what the story goes on to say, and Peter stood up, not even believing that what he was about to say could actually happen. And as he was speaking, the Holy Spirit fell and they were all filled. I mean, that is not a just a biblical story that we're supposed to clap. It is something we're supposed to be experiencing consistently. And when we come in and we hear and we sit in his presence and we hear the word of the Lord, there's something of the Holy Spirit that is supposed to become stirring in us. And what happens? Total encounter happens when they became hungry for what God was saying. I use the word total encounter because I want you to know that God is wanting to break out of what it looks what we think it looks like to encounter him. He wants to grow us and say, "Hey, I want new places in him. I want new things in him." And we begin to see from personal transformation, from this whole region, we see that it begins to regionally change from their personal encounter with the Holy Spirit. How many would like that? See I believe this. We're never to come to church without looking for a wow experience. A wow moment. Does anyone know what wow means? It's actually short for wonder of wonders. We are supposed to have wow moments when we get in his presence. We should be so touched and blown away by being in his presence that we come out and say, wow, I'll never be the same. Wow. God came and talked to me today. Wow. I saw someone give their life to the Lord and their eternity and their destiny has changed forever. Right, Brandon? Right here, right? Brandon told me that story. I'm still quaking on the inside. Right here, he said my eternity was changed forever. See, that's a wow moment. We're supposed to be having these wow moments. Don't come to church to come to church. Because it's Sunday morning. Come because you're looking for a wow moment. I'm looking for more of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, it has revolutionized my life. I I told Pastor Todd and the men on Friday, I've been to more church services, I promise you, than anyone in here. It's a guarantee. Why? Because I was actually at a church that went seven days a week for two years. So I've got a leg up on a lot of us here. But I know this, that in that, God has begun to revolutionize. Why are you coming on Sunday? Are you coming just because it's church? Are you coming because it's Sunday morning and this is what I do? Or are you coming to have a wow moment with God? I'm looking for that wow moment. I'm telling you this, that God wants to do a wow moment in here. And here's, we just have to be expecting more. I like you guys. I can tell you're hungry. You know the greatest thing about hungry? Eating. Eating. It's no, I mean, I was, I was pretty hungry yesterday and Todd took us to this place where they have po'boys at this little grocery store. I mean, if you've ever been there, it was pretty amazing. But if I had just stood there and said, man, I'm so hungry. Todd, I'm so hungry. I'm hungry. Woo. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. And didn't ever eat a bite of that po'boy. Something be wrong. And I'm telling you, God's wanting to take us to a place of such hunger that we get in there and we experience and we taste of Him and see that He's good. And so, here's really what I felt like the Holy Spirit told me to do. And y'all ready to do something a little bit different? Is that okay? What we've learned is quit waiting to the end to get to the good stuff. Have you ever noticed that? We wait to right to the end of the preaching, right when it's over, and they say, okay, now we've got to do some good stuff. And I felt like the Lord told me this. He said... If you ask, I will come. So we're going to ask. Because I'm believing for each and every one of you in here right now for a personal, radical, total encounter with him. A wow moment where you walk out of here and say, wow. And you're not saying, wow, that was a good preacher. You say, wow, that was God. Jesus, I love you. Holy Spirit, I'm blown away by who you are. And so I'm just going to ask you just to raise your hands or get ever however you need to do to get in receive mode right now. What's receive mode look like? Open. You can stand if you want. You can
1: sit if you want. And we
0: just say the most simple words. Come Holy Spirit. Come on, just invite him. You say, Come, I'm giving you permission to talk right now. Come, Holy Spirit. Come encounter us. Come teach us. Come love on us. Come give us wow moments in you, God. God, the kind of encounters that change the destiny of Lafayette County. The kind of encounters, God, that radically changed the history of my family. Lord, the radical encounters that my children's children's children stand up and honor you because you met me today. God, give us big dreams and big hope today. Holy Spirit, we just say stir among us today right now. I just say to anyone here that's that's needing healing, just begin to just receive it right now. Any here that's needed and it just if uh, you just are totally discouraged in your walk with the Lord and you're weary and you're and you just say, Man, I don't know if I can go on. That sounds good, but I don't know. I just say right now, just receive the fresh touch of the Lord. Just receive it today. I just speak a release of disappointment in the house right now. A release. Of disappointment in the house right now. I believe that's actually a word of the Lord for the environment in here. A release of disappointment. Disappointment. You can't get it, you can't stay in here. We just say, get off our land. Get off our land. You can't stay here. Disappointment. Say we've tried that before. We believed for healing and it didn't happen. God says, I'm a healer. I'm real. I'm alive. Don't live in that disappointment. Lord, we love you. Come on, just tell him you love him this morning. We love you, Lord. Oh, I love you, Lord.
1: Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for coming.
0: Thank you for being with us today. God, we just say this. We want to verbally say with our mouths, we are expecting wow moments. Wonder of wonders. God, how could you do this? You're so good. You do
1: all things well. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Todd, do you mind if we just go after some healing for just a minute? Can we, if if there's just anyone in here that's just believing for a healing, can you just raise your hand right now? Just believing for a miracle. Why don't we just come stand right up here? And if you're if you're just wondering about my flavor, this is it. Okay. Come on. I just want to encourage you. We're seeing a tremendous amount of miracles at our church, and it's only because we're asking for them, we're believing for them. I just, I just want to tell you this: that we're gonna. I'm gonna talk for a minute today on miracles, and I want you just to know that it's already in the room. There's a stirring anointing that God just wants to heal you. I believe this, Pastor Todd, that there's a, there's, the Lord is stirring a hope, a glistening hope that He is healer in here. So it's, it's, it's dissolving disappointment right now. It's dissolving all the, all the factors that said I'm not healed, and there's just a glistening hope that God is real. God is, is for me. Who can be against me? So we just release healing in here right now, we release the power of God. Come on, now just begin to receive it right now. Actually, if you can, and it's not a private place, and you, you can put your hand on what, what you're believing for, I want you to place your hand on it right now and just begin to receive healing. Oh, yes, yes. Thank
1: you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you,
0: Jesus. Hey, Tanya? you back there? I just really sense that you, there's, a, there's an anointing coming on you to pray for the sick. Like a radical, like get out of the way devil anointing coming on you to pray for the sick. So I'm just going to invite you just to come in here and just begin to lay hands on the sick. And, and we just release the power of God. How many of you just can receive from what he's doing? Can we just do this? Just while we're out there? Just Can you all just raise your hands and just let that hunger stir up one more time God more of you Lord more of you Lord more of you Lord more of you Lord Lord. now I really feel like that now just in this atmosphere I'm just supposed to release just a word of what the Lord would say today so we're going to just continue to pray here but I want to tell you that just while we're in this atmosphere, I felt, Lord, and Pastor Todd, I just want to say this to you. I felt like the Lord just began to show me as we pulled into Lafayette that, the, that there was a mandate on this house. There's a mandate on this house. I actually I wrote it down. I want to say exactly what I wrote. For this body to embrace the call of regional transformation radical regional transformation. The, the evangelism heart that is in you is is alive and it's stirring but god says i'm wanting to infuse that also with just such a great desire and even an anointing to begin to call forth in the heavenlies the souls call forth in the heavenlies the miracles call forth an expression of the kingdom of god in this in this county and i I just want to tell you that the lord would say to you today to embrace the call as a body embrace the call The Lord wants you to know this is not a staff idea. This is not not an idea for just those who preach. You are called to be my vessels. You are called to be the ones that embrace what I'm releasing. Whole cities captured for the kingdom of God. How many of you know someone lost in this city right now? How many of you can say, man, man, We must have regional transformation. We must. I heard a story the other day of a a man who was in a town in Nevada and the Lord told him, I want you to pick out 10 of the worst sinners in the city and write their name down and begin to intercede for them. The man was standing there and he began to weep. He said, last week, I set the number one name on that list as the pastor of the church of that town. He said, because God showed me, think bigger than you're thinking now. There's a scripture in Acts 19. Can you throw up Acts 19, 19, 10? says this went on for two years what's that crazy revival so that all the Jews and the Greeks who lived in the province of Asia heard the word of the Lord y'all see that word all 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 the Jews and the Greeks heard the word of the Lord in the entire province next verse 17 says this became known to all the Jews and Greeks living in Ephesus they were all seized with fear and the name of the Lord Jesus was held in high honor oh doesn't that make your heart burn the name of Jesus was held in high honor I'm telling you that is the destiny of Lafayette County the name of Jesus being held in high honor There's such a radical expression that went on in the city of Ephesus that the leaders of the demonic temple of Diana began to cry out, make them leave because they are stealing the honor of our goddess Diana for this Jesus they're preaching. They are discrediting her. Listen to this. It says they are robbing her of her divine majesty. How many would like to, to rob The principalities and powers over Lafayette County and say they're being robbed of their divine, they're being robbed. God is wanting us to understand in this place, out of these wow moments, there's an expression that begins to take place that I'm going to express who Jesus is. It's my job, it's my destiny, it's my calling. To begin to portray who He is, I want to communicate this one thing to you right now: big dreams, small dreams are easy. I think we should ask for the impossible and the natural. The impossible because it's funny when when I've I've talked about regional transformation quite a bit and I've had a lot of people come up and say well that's just wishful thinking I said no I think it's heaven's thinking but we've lost what heaven had to say somewhere along the way regional transformation it's the destiny of this house it's the destiny of Lafayette County Come on, just let that stir in you for a minute. It's the destiny of Lafayette County. It's your inheritance. It's your inheritance. Brandon, it's your inheritance. Big dreams. Big dreams. just say, there's none like you. We're amazed at who you are. i you amazed at the Lord right now. Just amazed, amazed at what he's doing. Can we just do this? Can we make our way? Would y'all give me 10 minutes to just talk about being amazed at him for a minute? And then I'm just going to let you go. Well, I, Holy Spirit is all in here right now.
1: Wow. Wonder of wonders, right? Okay, now,
0: here's the rules. You can't have a wow moment and then go into audience mode, it's against the rules. Yeah. Jesus. All right, Brother Todd? No audience mode i'm just I tell our church all the time you are not allowed to be an audience, only an assembly, an assembly of fires creating a bonfire okay well i just w- I just want to just communicate this one thought and and honestly i I knew the Lord was just gonna show up this morning, and I've got an hour's worth of stuff that I'm gonna do in ten minutes now, so But I just I just want to share this one core thought with you, and I believe the Lord is just going to release it because I mean the Holy Spirit wrote this, so He can teach us. He's the best teacher ever. It says this that He's still guiding us into all truth, and I just want to share this one thought with you that in order to see what God is wanting us to to, to wanting to produce in our lives, in our church, in our region. It, it, we must live in a constant state of amazement of who He is it, it must, it must it must drive us to understand the minute we become stale in what God is doing, know this, He has more for us. He's never called us to live in a place of dryness. He actually says he'll take those dry moments and turn them into springs if we 'll let him. but there's I, what the Lord began to show me is that there is a process. Of amazement that he wants to build in the lives of his people. And it's in Mark 10, 32. It says this. They were on their way up to Jerusalem. How many know what was about to happen in Jerusalem? The fulfillment of all mankind's destiny. Right? Jesus, on his way to the cross. To fulfill all of mankind's destiny. To to actually fulfill the plan of heaven. It says this. And Jesus was leading the way. I mean, know that's first and foremost to be amazement of him. He's got to be in charge. He's got to be the one directing the steps. He's got to be the one where you're looking and you say, I don't know which way to go. He says, I do follow me. I'm leading the way. And then it makes this the most amazing statement. It says that the disciples were astonished while those who followed were afraid. And I want to tell you that there is a process that God wants to take us in from followers to disciples to live in amazement. He wants to take us from just being around him. He wants to take us from just being those who listen to him to actually those who experience who he is. And we live in amazement. We live in such a place that we can say, my heart is full because I have seen the goodness of God in the land of the living. How many would like to actually experience that verse and not quote it? He wants us to experience his, such a level of his goodness that we live in amazement of who he is. See, they're amazed at Jesus because they know he knows his destiny is to be crucified on the cross and they're still going. They're amazed at him because he's so in love with the Father that he's willing to walk into the den of thieves and say, here I am. Here's my life because I love you.
1: He did it for me. You know, he would have walked in there
0: for just me. But that wasn't his plan. His plan was all mankind. His plan was big dreams. His plan was the father said, he'll give them all to me. He wishes that none would perish, right? He said that the grace of God has appeared to what? All men. All men. Can you hear me? I'm, I'm I'm pushing on you a little. All. Everyone. Everyone you encounter in the grocery. Everyone you look at in Walmart. Everyone you drive by and give a dirty look because they just cut you off. They're destined for the kingdom of God. But it takes something that rises up that says, I understand for that to happen, we have to have a community of believers who live in amazement of who he is. More than just coming to church. I'm going to say some things here that I'm not being negative about. More than even just sharing life together, which is a good thing. More than than just reading your Bible, which is necessary. Necessary. But there has to be an amazement that when you pick this book up, it comes alive. And all of a sudden, just verses are jumping up out of the page at you and say, Oh my Lord, I'm amazed at the goodness of who you are. I have a saying at our church, I say it all the time God's better than we know. And He's sure better than we've been taught. Because we've made up theologies to try to get around the unknown and mysteries. And God's saying, I don't want to make, I don't want you to make up theologies. I want you to push in and see me at the level of my goodness that I want to reveal to you. Come on, let's be amazed. Let's be amazed at Him. Just a few things that we can be amazed at. He wants us to be amazed at His teaching. Do you know that when Jesus began to teach, it says the whole crowd was amazed. Why? Because he was not trying to convince them with his words. He was proving it with his life. The
1: days of convincing people into the kingdom are over. The axe the model of evangelism is they
0: saw and they heard. They didn't hear and see. Or just here alone, they saw what God was doing and they heard the message. And when those two things collided, instant amazement that God could actually include them in his plan. There's a stirring that God is wanting to do. It's amazing that as we begin to see this, Jesus was teaching the kingdom. He was saying there's a new rule and reign going on and you're part of it. I'm going to show you that the father is a king and he is here to rule and reign among you. And as he began to express the kingdom, it began to blow their mind because it wasn't religious knowledge. It was life. I've been around Pastor Todd enough to know this. He's carrying the life of God in him. But it is not enough for Pastor Todd to be, to be in a small group of people carrying the life of God. He's reproducing who he is. It's you. Let me say this. Uh, there's little mini Jesus is supposed to be running all around Lafayette. And, and then eventually, I want to say this, we're not supposed to be so many. We're supposed to actually begin to actually carry. He said, you're going to do better things than I've done. Say, well, Tim, you know, that means it means that we're going to do better things and greater things than he was doing. And yes, it does mean we're going to do a lot of them because there's a lot of us but we're supposed to be in amazement of it. It's interesting the three examples I just I'm going to I'm going to skip that or we won't get to the next two. The second thing that brought people to amazement because I want to read a couple of these are this is that it was miracles. Miracles. I heard someone say one day, you can't build a church on miracles.
1: Why not? I mean, yeah.
0: Wow, sharing life. Man, I, I want to say that the Friday night was the greatest event I have ever seen in a church. It was, it was a miracle that God allowed that many people to come and just worship. And, but I, I'm telling you, God also wants to bring another line into that where it's, just, it's, the, it's the hand of God moving and people know that God was there because he healed. Miracles. Listen to Matthew 15, verse 31. It says, the people were amazed when they saw the mute speaking, the cripple made well, the lame walking, and the blind seeing, and they praised the God of Israel. The unregenerated man saw what God was doing, and they began to praise him and were amazed at who he was. I know that's a good model.
1: It's the Jesus model. He he said, be like me. Be like me.
0: I just want to say this. You can do it. Live in amazement of who he is and you'll be amazed how much he wants to use you. I said this earlier. We're seeing so many miracles at the church. You know what? I'm not praying for many of them. Guess who is? You guys I had a lady tell me the other day, I caught someone in the grocery store and they had a cast and we prayed for him. And then she got healed right there and we just raised our hands in the middle of the store and praised the Lord. Three people walked up and said, what's going on? We know it's good. They praised God. See, there's a, there's an effect that begins to happen when we begin to reclaim what's been stolen. It's interesting. One of the things that says that Jesus didn't just teach, but he carried authority. And the word for authority right there actually means jurisdiction. So what he's actually saying is when he came with authority, he was actually taking back jurisdiction that the enemy had stolen. He was saying, this is now our land and you're not
1: allowed on it. This is our jurisdiction.
0: You can't stay. And in that place, he began to tell his disciples, now I give you authority. I give you authority. I give you authority. All authority has been given to me, right? And I give it to you. I give it to you. Now go take back jurisdiction of the enemy. Do you know that there is a piece of land that only you are called to take? You're called to get in there and say, this is my land. The first one is your family. You put your stake in the ground and say, This is our land. From this marker on, everyone here will know the Lord. Everyone here will experience His goodness. Everyone here will be amazed. But there's not just that, it's everywhere you go, express the jurisdiction of the kingdom, express it. Get radical, it's legal. Mark 2 says this, it says, when Jesus healed the paralytic man, they declared, we've never seen anything like this. See, he's wanting to stretch us in that place. I'm going to tell you one story, I'm going to be done. We're going to end with this. 1030, right, Pastor Todd? See, I did good, I just stopped. I have... I, there's a person that we, that we highly esteem at our church. Her name is Heidi Baker. She's a missionary in Mozambique. She, she tried it for 20 years
1: without being amazed and didn't do much.
0: In about the mid-90s, she got amazed at who Jesus was. And now they're capturing the, the country of Mozambique. The, the, the nation's leaders come to her and say, what do you think we should do? How can we have more of Jesus in our schools, and our government, everything we're doing? But it all came because God told her this. He said, I'm going to send you back to Mozambique. And when you get there, I want you to go to the villages. I want you to come out to them and say, bring us your death. He said, I'm going to put an anointing on you that every deaf person you pray for will be healed. Here's the most amazing thing. In Mozambique, deafness is considered a spiritual disease. Well, You know what happened. They're amazed. God's been healing the deaf over and over and over again. In that place, Harvard School of Medicine just sent a team over because they didn't believe it. So she called out the deaf and Harvard School of Medicine checked their deafness. They were 100% deaf. There were seven of them. She said, now we're going to show you who God is. She said, in the name of Jesus, be healed. Instantly, all seven ears were open. Instantly. Instantly. The school of medicine from Harvard fell on their face and said, exact quote, we've never seen anything like this. It's a, and they, they put it in the school of medicine's journals, we have seen miracles. It is our destiny to be amazed at who he is. It is your destiny to fulfill it. See, the commission was this, go raise the dead. Heal the sick. Preach the gospel. It hasn't changed. So let's stand up.
1: Wow. God, you're good. You're better than we know. You're better than we
0: know. I'm just going to... Man, we've already had a great time. I don't even know how to end this. But I know this. God is calling us, the most important thing to be amazed at Him is to be with Him. Because when you're with Him, you'll see who He is and be amazed. And I believe this the Lord is is sending out a request to this church saying, And at you as individuals, will you be with me? Will you be with me? Will you draw close to me? says to his disciples, he gave them the ability to be with Him, and from there they became the apostles. So Lord, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you for your goodness in here. Holy Spirit, wow, you're amazing. We thank you for the testimony that's gonna come out of this service of healing and of freedom and of life and of wow, I'll never be the same because God showed up that day. We just make the most simple, simple statement, Lord. We love you. We love you. Teach us to love you more. In Jesus' name, amen.